Recording of the medium story, some traumas are like tornadoes, some are like hurricanes. It's part of an occasional series about phrases that this therapist finds himself repeating often. Doing this sort of work, it is unavoidable that you encounter people who've experienced loss and trauma. Even before my formal education, my initial social work experience was with people who are homeless, people whose traumas had led to a loss of housing. My later experiences included working in hospice, where deaths could be sudden, but were more often slow and plodding. My role as clergy in a rural church meant walking through multiple losses and deaths, working to find meaning and life out of tragedy, loss, and death. Now, as a clinician in private practice for over 15 years, living in the middle of the state of Georgia, this is the analogy that seems to work best when talking about the different sorts of trauma that one can experience. Trauma and loss can be like a hurricane or a tornado. Please allow me to explain. While modern meteorological technology is better than it once was, tornadoes still give you less warning. We may know that there is a storm coming, we may know that there is a higher chance of tornadic activity, yet the tornado itself seems to emerge suddenly. Tornadoes feel capricious and quick. They jump here and there without a clear path. The devastation that a tornado leaves is in part due to its quick, sharp, and less predictable nature. Emotionally, we feel that we are the unlucky one that something happened to us that did not happen to our neighbor. In religious communities, this may be seen as God delivering punishment to one but not the other, and the one who is spared may feel blessed, while the one whose life is destroyed may feel cursed. Psychologically, we don't like randomness. We crave predictability and control. Tornadoes do not feel predictable or controlled. And then there are times when hurricanes enter our lives. These are the traumas or losses that are more predictable. Hurricanes can certainly be devastating, but they are slow and plodding comparatively. Having lived in areas where we had the threat of hurricanes, such as Savannah, or the remnants of these massive storms, such as Richmond, Virginia, and Warner Robins, Georgia, we had time to watch the forecast, to see the cone of the predicted path of the storm. We had time to buy all the canned goods and milk, batteries and flashlights and bottled water that we will likely ever need. Now this does not mean that the storm is not scary, but that ability to prepare both in practical terms and psychological terms gives one a sense of control and predictability. In thinking about our most recent encounter with a hurricane this past fall, the storm brought with it family friends to stay with us during this time, to play board games by flashlight, to share food and water. With such a massive storm such as a hurricane, there is a banding together, a sense that we are all in this together. We experience the tragedy together, and then we rebuild together. So what does this mean for the experience of trauma and loss? 
Tornadoes are like those sudden difficult events that happen in our lives, the sudden death, the sexual assault, the job loss. We feel as if we did not see it coming. We often feel that we should have seen it coming. I say this to say that the sudden event often brings with it a need for explanation, for blame. For many of us, that blame feels as if it fits best with us. We blame ourselves for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Even though we can see that it is truly someone else's behavior, we still feel this nagging sense that it is our fault. Hurricanes are more like the long, slow death of a loved one. We have time to prepare, but not fully. Often, but not always, we have people with whom we sit with during the onslaught of the howling wind and rain. With a hurricane, we may ask ourselves, will this ever end? There is an exhaustion that can set in with this long, slow event. So what does this mean for the recovery from this trauma and loss? Tornadoes often lead to self-blame, so we need to guard against blaming ourselves for a small error in judgment when it is someone else who harmed us. And even though there is the nagging self-doubt that says, I should have seen this coming, there is usually a sort of lie that we tell ourselves. Everything is always clear in hindsight, even though it may not have been clear at the time. Hurricanes, due to their long duration, can lead us to think that it will always be this way. That is the thought that we have to guard against. We have a tendency to take a hard situation and make it a rule about our experience in the world instead of merely an exception to the rule. We do not always live under the threat of a hurricane, even though we did at one time. And one of the most positive ways that we can cope with either trauma is to find ways to connect with others. Even if we feel very alone in our trauma, like the particularity of a tornado, it helps to find others who have been through this too. This is why support groups for survivors of sexual assault and other areas exist. Large traumas, like hurricanes, can make this somewhat easier in that you can band together with people who just went through the same thing that you did. Survivors of school shootings or war veterans provide an easy example of this phenomena. In the end, it also matters how you make meaning out of the event. Yes, there are most certainly consequences to trauma. We can limit some of the damage if we spend less time blaming ourselves. We will do better if we work with others who have walked this journey. And while this tornado hurricane analogy is not perfect, and whether you have experienced the short, sharp trauma or the long, grueling loss, find others who will walk with you, perhaps a trained therapist or other supportive person or group. It is not all your fault. Do not go through this alone.
As a note of explanation, I am a clinical social worker, and I work in a fairly rural area with few clinicians. So if you're a licensed mental health professional like me, it is a place where you can still make a good go of it in private practice. But what that also means is that you will work with a wide variety of people, even more so if you are willing to and competent working with children. For me, I see children, adolescents, and adults, with a few older adults and couples thrown in too. It can make for a fun and varied day in the office. If you're listening to this recording and it's helpful, I'm glad, but um, please know that listening to something like this, while it may be educational and helpful, is no substitute for seeing a clinician. So I hope that you're able to find somebody in your area that, uh, that you feel a good alliance with and can be helpful to you.